if everything is not coming together, it's because it's either not meant for you at all, or it's not meant to happen right now. Hi there, I'm Krista Swetman, host of the Podcast Club. I'm a former side hustler turned full-time entrepreneur. I'm a self-proclaimed podcast enthusiast and cocktail connoisseur. What is the Podcast Club? Well, it's like a book club, but for podcasts. Each week, I'll be joined by a fellow entrepreneur and we'll review one of our favorite podcast episodes. Our discussions will be informal and fun, just like your favorite book club. Now, I know what you're thinking. Krista, the best part of my book club is the wine and canapes. Well, don't you worry, my friend. Cocktails are always welcome and encouraged. So grab a drink, get cozy, and let's chat all things podcast, business, and cocktails. Welcome to the podcast club. Hi there, it's Krista, and welcome back to the Podcast Club. I'm so excited about today's episode. It's technically the first Podcast Club meeting. What does that mean? Well, today I'm reviewing a podcast episode with a fellow entrepreneur, Christine Daynard. We're chatting about an episode from the Kathy Heller podcast called How to Know When You're in Alignment. I approached Christine on Instagram because I could feel her joyful energy through her stories. At the time, she had recently announced the closure of her business and was taking some time to figure out next steps. I was fascinated by the fact that she found peace in what could have been a tumultuous time. A favorite moment of mine is when Christine shares her definition of alignment, a vertical line connecting head and heart. She also tells a story when she realized that she could no longer continue running her company, Buzz Tour Co., Huge shout out to Christine for being my first guest. Without delay, welcome, Christine. So welcome, Christine, to the Podcast Club. Thank you so much for your time and for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me here. I always find it fascinating to hear someone's journey to entrepreneurship, you know, how that started, how you decided to start a company. I find a lot of times there's a moment like a pivotal moment where somebody's like, Oh my gosh, I can't work for, you know, so-and-so anymore. So I have to go this way. So can you just tell us a little bit about your journey? Well, introduce yourself please to us and a little bit about your journey. Yeah, sure. So my name is Christine Daynard and uh, I guess, I mean, my journey is, is long, but I will summarize by saying, I think a lot of small business owners or entrepreneurs have that similar epiphany of, I can't work within this organization in this corporate world inside this box anymore because I want to stretch out of it. My colors are too bright and they don't fit in this box. And so I think for a long time, I didn't realize that that's what was happening, but I kept pushing against this thing. Felt like this giant beast that I couldn't, I couldn't settle. It was like everything I did wasn't quite right. wasn't good enough. I kept getting pushed into corners And I hated being where I was. I was in corporate communications and marketing. I don't want to share the organization because then people will know what it is. But ultimately, it was not a warm environment by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, it was very much like a machine. And I had a boss who really wanted to be sure that I knew that she was better and really left that organization feeling like I had not much to offer, which When I look at that now, I think that's crazy. But because, you know, when someone's thumb is on you for so long and make you feel like what you're doing isn't good enough, you really start to believe it, right? 
but lo- long story short, Absolutely. I left the or- yeah, I kind of was several months, I would say actually about a year and a half before I left the organization, I was super high stress. Story is probably very similar for a lot of people. Super high stress, under a lot of pressure with work. I couldn't keep up. I kept describing it as like my head was short circuiting. I couldn't keep things under control. I couldn't stay organized. I was really, really struggling. And so one weekend, a friend of mine said, hey, I'm going to go up to my parents' cottage. It's in Norfolk County. And I'd love for you to come with me just to like get away for the weekend. And I was like, you know what? I could really use that. I'm going to do that. So I started driving out to Norfolk from KW, which uh, from Kitchener, there is probably about an hour, 20 minutes, depending on where you're going in Norfolk. And Norfolk is like Southwest Ontario, just about an hour, 20 minutes Southwest of Kitchener, Waterloo. And I noticed on my drive there that my whole body started to relax. It was like I took a big deep breath and, and exhaled. And I was in like almost like a different universe or planet. That's how it felt. And I showed up to her place in this lovely area with mostly farm fields and beautiful scenery, lots of greenery, super lush area. And she was like, I'm going to take you to one of my favorite wineries. And I was like, okay. Like she kept talking about these wineries, but I literally had in my mind this idea that this small town was probably, this winery was probably like a farmer who was going to make wine at his kitchen sink. And, you know, like, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the impression that I had. I don't know why, but that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. And so I went with very low expectations of what this was going to be like. And she took me to the first winery and we sat on the patio and I was gobsmacked, to say the least. I looked around and I was just like, wow, this place is beautiful. The wine is fantastic. The atmosphere is amazing. The vibe here is like, it was a continuation of that exhale, you know, it was like this very chill vibe, great place to be. Yes. And the manager came over to chat with us at one point and she said, do you have any questions? And I said, well, yeah, I'm curious. Like, you know, are there tours around here? Because this is beautiful. Like I had no idea. And I told her what I expected about the farmer in the kitchen sink and she had a good laugh. And she said, well, no one's doing tours yet. And I said, oh, that's funny. I'm going to do that. And the words just fell out of my mouth. Oh, I love that. Honestly, it was crazy. It was like, and I actually, I get goosebumps now when I think about it, I say that out loud because it was such a moment that it was clearly not premeditated. I'd never thought about doing this kind of business before. It just, it just like hit me and it was like, oh my gosh, like they have a problem. I'm going to solve it. And this place is beautiful. And the further I dove in looking and considering this, career path for myself I wanted to help other people feel like I felt when I drove there so yes it was about going and taking people to these beautiful wineries in this quiet county and exploring food and drink but really primarily the goal for me was to help people find joy feel good for a day reconnect like go someplace they've never been and discover and just have some fun and feel that exhale like I felt And so it took me about a year and a half, two business plans, lots of self-doubt. I won't get into the whole story, but ultimately it ended up, I was at this point, it was like a breaking point. And I had taken, I call it a three-month sabbatical from work. I took a mental health leave and because I was so at the point where I was, I was, I felt broken. And when I returned to work, everything in my body was screaming at me. It was like I had taken three months to unwind, to get out of like the hustle of that workplace and feeling like that vibe that I had always felt there, which was very negative vibe. And all of a sudden I was right back into it. 
and everything in my body screamed at me. Literally, my body hurt, my stomach hurt. I couldn't, again, I was back in the same thing. Now what am I going to do? And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to start the buzz. I just got to do it. And so I literally, a friend of mine months previous had said, you know, you really, if you really want to do this thing, and it was really expensive to start. So I really needed to start small and no one knew about Norfolk. A friend of mine had said, you know, Christina, instead of getting a bus, why don't you just get yourself a minivan and take a handful of people at a time and see how it goes? And I was like, oh, I could do that. Like all of a sudden that put it in a space that was more manageable. I could trade in the vehicle that I had and get a minivan, get the proper insurance and liability that I needed to take people out, brand it in a way I was on and way to go. So literally the day that I handed in my resignation, I went to the van store, is what I tell people all the time. I went to the van store, bought the van, and that was it. I started, I built the website. It's not like I jumped and had no plan. Like the plans were already there. I just had to take action on them. And so it was really like this impetus of like getting back into work, being in that stress place, realizing that I was, interestingly enough, very out of alignment and was not meant for that space anymore. I was meant to create. I was meant to be full of color. And so I started and it went off without a hitch. It was amazing. My first year of business was 2018. uh, And by 2019, I had tripled revenues by 2019. So within two years, the business was showing incredible promise. I was taking people, I was doing everything myself, all my marketing, all my social media, taking people on the tours, organizing the groups. Like I was doing it all by myself and I was pretty tired by the end of the second year. But it already showed that whatever this idea was, no matter how many people around you told you that it was nuts, that I was going to leave this great on paper job with a great pension to do this crazy thing that I had this idea of that it was working, right? And it was really taking off. It was going places. And it was like proof to myself, like you listen to yourself and you can do anything. And when you build what's, what's right in you, when you create that thing and people come, like they'll just keep coming. Word of mouth will get out. Whatever, if you're doing what it is that makes your heart float, it's going to work. So true. And I love that you were listening to your body, right? You were in this place where you needed to take a break and it's amazing how your body almost rejected going back to work. Like talk about your body just telling you what needs to happen, what you need to do. Literally. And actually, and I, I should probably describe, like I make it sound like, oh, I, I left work that day and I never went back. Like I, my whole body that day was under such stress. It hurt. And when I yes. handed that resignation, I was so afraid of what I was doing, but I knew just inside me, I knew that it was the right thing to do. It was a really scary thing to do. And often I tell people, you know, they ask, I tell a story often and people say, you know, like, how did you know? And I'm like, well, first of all, you just feel something inside of you. And when you're equally excited and scared about something, you know, you're headed in the right direction because if it doesn't scare you, it doesn't challenge you. It's not meant for you, right? Like you go through so much growth as a business owner when you make these or when you choose to make really big changes in your life. And for me, that was it. It, And, and I never looked back. It was, I, I, to this day, even though the business is no longer operating, I don't regret one bit of the jump that I took. And it taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the pandemic really impacted tourism and hospitality over the course of the pandemic. And 
just loss and loss and loss year after year. And this year or this year, I keep forgetting we're in 2023. I know. You know <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me a little while to get used to that. But in, in 2022, it was like, we all thought that it was going to be this year of recovery. We all thought that mm-hmm. it was like our time. And so I actually invested in a business. I upgraded the vehicle. I did all these things, spent more money on advertising than I'd spent in the first three or four years of my business. And it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And so I really had to come to a point where I had to make a decision. You know, it took a long mm-hmm. time. And there, we don't have probably enough time to tell the whole story, but ultimately to say that took some real inner work and conversation with myself about what I wanted this to be. And did I want to stay in this incredibly excruciating, painful place for longer that nothing was working in? Everything I did was just not coming together. And anything I've learned in my small business and in taking the leap from jumping from corporate into my small business was that you got to follow what's inside of you. If everything is not coming together, it's because it's either not meant for you at all, or it's not meant to happen right now. I can't continue to sit in the pain any longer. I need to flourish, have fun, you know, find joy again and, and do something else and create something new. Absolutely. And I would argue, and correct me if I'm wrong, that even when that doubt, when you had that moment of, oh, should I continue? I bet you, you knew in that moment you shouldn't. I think we're just trained to try to make it work, try to make it work, try to make it work. And like you said, you invested even more into the company. I would argue that your gut probably told you right as soon as you had that moment that, shit, I shouldn't be going this route. But we try, right? And and there's yeah. no fault in that. But no. I, like I would think if I was in that moment, I'm worried about perhaps what my parents are thinking or my kids are thinking or my friends are thinking, right? But you know, only you know, and I imagine that you did know. Well, and I think too, we've really been in fight or flight or survival mode for so long. Totally. That I I recognize now what had happened. I would say that I'm a very heart-centered person. I that certainly as I left the corporate world and moved into my business, that was a heart-centered choice. It wasn't all logic. There was some logic there, but there was most of it was, what is my gut and heart telling me to do? I'm going to go and do that thing. And there was no doubt in my mind, the first two years, everything rolled together. Like all the changes that happened, happened. I decided I was going to do something and boom, it was there, right? My head and heart were aligned before. So it was like they were all together. And then as soon as the pandemic took its toll, they started to pull apart. Oh, I love that. I mean, I don't love that for you, but just even that visual with your hands, I so see that. You're physically moving apart. So like where they were, they were running a straight line and then they literally pulled away from each other. And and you're right. Cause I was in that point, December, 2021 was like, okay, I have to make some decisions here. Like, what am I going to do? And I actually couldn't decide. I was so in my head, but didn't realize I was so in my head, couldn't figure out why I couldn't make this decision. And, you know, sure, I think that if things would have been different at that time, but for whatever reason, I needed to move through that space. And I have learned yeah. a lot since in the last year as a result of that. But that's what it was. I was pulled apart. And I pursued the year and I did all these things. And I literally, my body has been in so much pain. I've put on weight, like all these things have happened. 
Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I took a trip to Costa Rica, which seems to be like the most magical place on the planet. And it was like, I pulled myself out of my real life. Mm-hmm. And I just sat with it. And I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing here? Why am I doing this to myself? And it was just taking that and retapping into joy and having fun and doing whatever I wanted any time of the day, right? And just jumping in the pool if I wanted in our backyard of our place we were renting or like, you know, going into the jungle and getting a tour of the jungle and learning about all these different things. It was so much fun to be and do that. And it helped me to release this hold I had on that fear space that I was living in, that head-centered monkey brain space that I was in. It allowed me to let go. So I knew as soon as I got on the plane and I remember sitting on the plane and I couldn't even tell you in the moment what was running through my head because I don't think there was actually nothing running through my head. It was all heart. I just started to cry and I was just full of tears. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like I'm ugly crying, right? And there's people getting on the plane and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, ugly crying in my seat. And I'm like, oh my God, these people are going to think I'm nuts. This woman crying in the plane. And then, and then my head at the same time was like, Christine, it doesn't matter. Just let it out. Just let it go. This is like letting go of the old Christine and welcoming the new Christine. Right. And, and that's what it was. And so ever since I, I have that moment really helped to bring those two lines together again. And ever since I've been focusing a lot on bringing my, my heart into the front seat and allowing the, my head to be in the back seat to sort of support each other. But that, <laughs> it's crazy how we get into our heads. And, you know, the message I often try to just share with people is whatever you do, try to feel your decisions, try to feel what's coming to you. And if it's not working, sit like just go and escape for a little bit and until it comes yeah or just listen to that knock on the door because if it's like me I literally waited until the brick wall came down Mm -hmm. before making the choice to to make the change and well I mean no regrets because again you you have to learn what you have to learn in the space that you're in right absolutely oh my goodness that's exactly it right I've never publicly shared this, but it's, uh, this is why I like to ask people's entrepreneurial journey, like what got them to that place. I started my company as a side hustle and I got to the point where I was crippled with anxiety because I felt like I was working too full-time jobs. Like I had my corporate full-time job and then I was working at Huron Lake Huron on the weekends and after work and at lunchtime. And I had so much anxiety. I was on anti-depression pills for my anxiety and I was up every single night at 3.30 and I felt like I had a weight on my chest, like literally. And the moment I decided that I was going to quit my full-time job. That pressure just disappeared. Like as soon as I said out loud, even though I had been thinking it for months and that I was going to quit my job, even though I didn't know how that would look, like, how can I pay my bills? How can I do X, Y, and Z? And I was like, holy shit, like this is hurting not only my physical health, but my mental health. And the whole alignment thing is pretty amazing because you just know, right? You know, when you're in alignment and your body tells 
tells you and we fight it, which is crazy. Yeah, but I think a lot of that is, you know, this could be a real deep dive, but I, I do believe that we have been so, dare I use the word programmed, to mm-hmm. think a certain way. And, you know, it's like you you grow up because you should grow up, not be kid-like anymore, which I think is a huge farce. But you should grow up, (laughs) go to school, get a job, have the house, two and a half kids, the white picket fence, like, this is how life is supposed to be. And when something's not working, you don't give up. That's failure. You keep pushing and pressing and pressing and pressing. And that has really been, you know, I think, handed down to us generation to generation. And I think it's slowly starting to shift for the newer generation. But that is definitely we're, we're, we push, 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 push. And it's like, I think, you know, the old mentality, like I think about when I have conversations like this with my mom, you know, she'll always say, but, you know, but it's selfish to do things just for yourself. Right. And, and I don't blame her for that thought. I mean, I think that's come from where she's come from, right. That's part Absolutely. Of, of her rearing. And that was part of the time in life that she was young. And I don't think it's selfish at all. In fact, I think it's the opposite. I think that when we listen and we take care of ourselves and we do what feels right, everything comes together. Everything works out right at the end. So everything works out. Absolutely. And further to that, it's funny. One said to me that they believed in the quote bloom where you're planted. And it, it hit me like a rock. And I was like, Oh, and I, I remember my desk two corporate jobs ago. Mm -hmm. And I actually had the quote right by my wall and because I couldn't figure out why I hate it. I literally, and I don't hate very many things, but I hated it so much. And I was like, no, 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 no. I may not bloom if I just sit here. And I probably won't bloom if I just sit where I'm planted. I will bloom when I'm given freedom and allowed to make those choices that I want to make. So just when you said that about your mom, it reminds me of that. Like, I don't want to bloom here, I want to bloom everywhere. I want to be a wildflower and just spread all over the place, right? <laughs> yes, it's a great analogy. I like that. It's uh, true. And we're meant for so much more, you know, like, I think that somehow, you know, like I was talking, I, I referred to like, you know, we're supposed to grow up and not be kid like anymore. And I think that, you know, that that child in us has been sort of like beaten out, right by the world. And yeah. I think that's really unfortunate, because you know, when we when we lean into play, when we lean into fun, that's where creativity comes from. That's where ideas come from. That's where we like, you know, I think the biggest hurdle is not only learning to play and be creative and have some fun, but also to like trust in the unknowing. Like, yes, you know, I think we've been raised to like, okay, well, I have to go and fit into this box because I know exactly what to expect here. Right. I know that I have to go and get this certain education. I know I have to, you know, I'm going to get this job that's going to lead me to the next. It's going to lead, and this is where I'm at. And I know what's mm-hmm. next. Whereas entrepreneurism or doing things differently, there is no path, right? Like you can listen to other people. You can be acknowledged and understand other people's journeys to know that you're not alone in the path that you're on. But the path is very independent. And you often don't know what's next. Like right now, you know, many people have been asking me, they're like, well, what are you, what are you doing now? Uh, you know, you must be going crazy. And I'm like, actually, no, I feel really good. And I've done, I've been taking the time to reconnect my head and heart and really focus on how I feel and what the next steps for me are instead of going out and rushing into something else that I'm going to probably hate or wouldn't be for the right reasons. 
I'm not here to survive. I'm here to thrive. So I'm going to take this time and I'm going to figure it out as it comes and I'm doing the work, you know, and I feel good. You know, I'm not just fluttering about trying to make things happen. I'm actually, I am living in the space of the unknown. I don't know how all the things are going to come together. I don't know exactly what it looks like yet. Although I have a fairly, I think, clear vision now. Um, You know, it, I think that that, I really hope that in our future, that is what can be impressed upon, you know, our children and our children's children, that I think that we're actually moving in this direction a lot in the world, right? We see a lot of people resigning from corporate jobs and building, you know, self-employment. And I think that starting to take hold of people is, I don't need to know because look, I got to know. And I did all the things I was supposed to do, air quotes for those that can't see me. You know, I did all yep. the things I was supposed to do and I'm miserable. I hate my life. I hate going to work. I got nothing left at the end of the day. I'm tapped out. I got no energy for the fun. Right? Totally. Totally. Like, Absolutely. The point, the point of work isn't to burn yourself out so hard that you have no time for play. Exactly. You know? It's like we should be, should, I hate using that word, but when we do what's in us and we do what's right for us, the money will come and mm-hmm. you can also build in, you've got all that freedom to build in play and creativity whenever you want. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. That's a really good segue, Christine, because I was saying before I hit record that I've been following you on Instagram, but your stories and stuff didn't hit my feed until you made the announcement that you were going to close Buzz Tour. And a few weeks ago, you said, and I'm going to paraphrase, and I apologize if I get this wrong, but your business had stopped and you had spent the last few weeks after closing Buzz Tour that you were just doing whatever gave you joy, whatever gave you happiness. And I remember you saying something about you started doing yoga every day and you were going for walks and stuff like this. And I do remember you saying, some people won't understand this. I jumped on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, you have to be on my podcast. Let's chat about this because I totally get that. Right. And so here we go. So full circle now. And I really wanted to talk to you about alignment because you were following your joy. I asked Christine if we could chat about an episode from the Kathy Heller podcast called how to know when you're in alignment, which is season six, episode 106. So are you familiar with Kathy Heller, Christine? I hadn't been until you, you know, sent me a link to go and listen to this particular episode, which I love the minisodes, by the way. I think that's a brilliant idea. She does like podcasts and then she does like little minisodes, which I think is brilliant. Because sometimes you have those little anecdotes that you want to share when they're on your heart and you just want to put it out there. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a long podcast or a conversation like this. So, And they pack a lot of punch, I find. Like in 11 minutes, you're like, whoa, mind blown, right? Yeah. So maybe let's go there. Let's talk a little bit more about alignment. And I know, obviously, you've alluded to that quite a bit. So speaking of alignment 
And, you know, Kathy has a great analogy about orchestras, and I won't really go into it, but the instruments and how you can tell when somebody's in tune and when somebody's not in tune. And I think, there we go, I could tell in that moment, when I was listening to your Instagram story that you were in tune, you were following your joy, and you were just receiving what was coming to you. How do you get into alignment? Because I think it's sometimes it's easier said than done. Yeah, and I think it's a few different pieces right? It's, it's a multitude of things. It's not just, I was like, one day, that's it. I'm just going to think I'm going to open to my gut again. And away we go. You know, I, <laughs> I believe in listening to what my body is telling me. So I'm very tapped into how I feel. And I think that most of us are, that has been downplayed and muted in us. We're, we're so focused on what we're supposed to do that we stop feeling what we feel and we just, we're on like, what's the word? We're on like, uh, we're on like that hamster wheel, right? Right. So we're just doing what we're supposed yeah. to do, what we think we're supposed to do instead of like stopping and breathing through it and thinking or feeling, you know, what, what, what is this? What is next for me? How do I feel about this? And, you know, I think some people think, oh, it's all flighty and airy and it doesn't hold any weight, but I actually feel the, the exact opposite, you know, uh, just because people have been doing something for a very long time does not mean that there's not room for change or shifting or a different way. And what we believe, right. you know, I think the very first thing is, I think that I challenged the belief that I had or the beliefs that I was carrying around in that time. So so let me backtrack for a second. A friend called me near the end of September. And September, funny enough, we had such a crappy year, but September was like the busiest month of the year. It wasn't that busy. I mean, but it was busiest. It was the busiest month of all the months we'd had all season. And my friend called me up and it was the end of September. And she's like, listen, our friend Lisa is moving to Costa Rica. She's already there. I'm going to go and visit her in a week and a half. I think you should come. And I was like, no, no, I can't come. My business is struggling. I can't afford it. Like I came up with all these reasons why I shouldn't do it. And I was like, I just turned it out. I was like, no, I have the busiest month. Like I've got tours that week. But there's no way that I can just get away. And then I sat at my desk for the next two days and powered away at this work that I had to get done. And I just, on my whole body, again, I just felt tight. I felt stressed. I was like, and I wasn't enjoying any of it. It's like, I used to get so excited when people would book a tour I was like I get to go take out another group right and it was like doing the work to get there felt like it was all worth it it felt good and then yep. all of a sudden it was like oh okay now I gotta call this person I gotta do the bus and I gotta get these people organized like it just everything felt like work and I was like this is not where I'm supposed to be so two days later I called her back and I said you know what I've given it some thought at the end of the day, what's a few thousand dollars? In the space in the space that I'm in, this position that I'm in, what's a few thousand dollars? I'm coming. So I literally, for like within 24 hours, called my team and said, okay, guys, like I'm going to be going to Costa Rica. I need you guys to fill in the gaps for me. Please tell me you can do that. And they were like all over it. They're like, yes, you need this. Go, uh -huh. like we got you, right? I, have, I had such a great team. And I set everything up. So I spent, I bought my plane ticket and I spent the next week like organizing everything so I could leave and go to Costa Rica and not have to worry about anything. I could just enjoy my time away. 
So, and I promise I will come to a point of you asked me a, a very specific <laughs> question. I'm a very big storyteller. So I'm going to come back to the point. I love it. I love but it. The, but what happened was the day I was leaving, I was leaving on a Thursday and two of my team members were going out for tours the next morning on Friday morning. So when I woke up, 6am or something in the time for Costa Rica, which was already like eight or nine o'clock here. And I picked up my phone and I was being blown up with the fact that one of my girls was sick. She couldn't go out for the tour. I had no backup. So I spent the first day of my holiday in this like go mode. So I was on the phone and I was calling friends and I was like, I called my one friend and I was like, listen, I know you've never done this before. I know you, the idea of getting up in front of 25 people on a bus to guide them through a day is probably not how you want to spend the day, but I am desperate. I need someone to go out with this group. They will, they're a warm group. Like, you know, you'll have a great time. And she was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. But she did it. And learned a lot from it. I was like, you are so amazing to do this for me. So that came together. But the, the moral of the story is I spent the whole day of my first day of holidays, right in the middle of this, crisis that was happening it felt like a crisis because if I had to cancel the tour I was already out money for everything their lunches all their tastings the bus like was on its way to go pick them up like there was all this stuff and I was like I I'm already struggling this year I don't want to be out this the money I I want the team to go the group that's going want them to go and have a great day anyway long and the short of it it was all done and complete. And my friend called me at the end of the day to say, I just wanted to call you and let you know that everything worked out. And I was nervous as hell, but we got through it and it was great. And as soon as I got off the phone with her, my whole body just started to decompress. And I sat there and I was like, interesting. The very first day of my holiday, I faced, I basically made it into, it was an event. I made it into this stressful traumatic and I mean I didn't know really what else to do but I could feel my body's tension in that moment I couldn't handle it with grace in that moment I was so over the top stress yeah and I just remember thinking something needs to change here I can't keep doing this this that has happened today has been happening all year like just stupid things that were never hurdles before all of a sudden everything is a hurdle and everything was like overcoming, overcoming, overcoming. And it wasn't until it was like the brick wall had to fall down in order for me to recognize what was going on. Right. So to answer your question, the first thing is you're going to face some kind of major hurdle that is going to feel like it's either the end of the world. Like, you know, I've actually heard people talking about this more recently, like you might break a leg, you, you know, find out that you're really sick. You, some, something, something big will happen because I believe in the universe and I believe the universe is saying, Hey, whoa, hi, we're trying to redirect you here and you're not paying a whole lot of attention. So we're mm-hmm. going to throw something in your way, a curveball, and we're going to, mm-hmm. we're trying to teach you what to do with this. And that's how I took it. I was like, this is the brick wall. This is a summary of my year. I have thought since the very beginning, do I even want to be doing this right now? It has taken so much out of me and it's not even fun anymore. And I just spent the first day of my holiday fixing this thing that was one of a million hurdles this year. I'm done. I'm Mm -hmm. done with the hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe most people won't get to this extreme, but I feel like a lot of us do. And like as much work as we do, as much self-development as we go through, 
we are still going to run into hurdles. We're still going to run into growth opportunities, right? But we keep like running into these hurdles and it teaches us something every time. So the beauty in it is that, that once you just listen to what's going on, take a minute to breathe and feel what's going on. Is this the first time something like this has happened? What are other examples of this that have happened? Like, let's pull the string together and connect the dots of all of the other things that have kind of led up to this moment. Mm-hmm. How have you been feeling? How have you been responding? You know, has your work brought you joy? Is it, does it feel good? You know, do you, are you enjoying life? I mean, it's been pretty hard to enjoy life the last few years, but right, you've got to find something that brings you joy and brings you some sort of like inner happiness. Because I think if we've learned nothing else in these last few years, happiness is not, cannot be found in the things. Because sometimes the things, the things, the people, the stuff, the trips, the holidays, sometimes that's not going to be accessible to you. Yep. So where do you go? So true. So true. And I totally believe in the universe too. And that first day of your trip was basically a bigger episode of all the things that happened prior in the year or the months leading up to that. But I would argue that was the universe prior to the trip saying, hey, Christine, hey, Christine, we're trying to teach you something here. And then you didn't learn the lesson. So you had to learn the lesson on day one of your trip, right? I agree. Because I really, yeah. And if you listen, as you said, take a moment and breathe. And if you had done that prior, then you hear those things. Like ever something happens, like even forgetting to put my rings on in the morning, I think, okay, I wasn't meant to leave the house at this moment. I was meant to run upstairs, put my rings on, you know, because that was something that the universe just said, just take a minute, right? Just take a minute. So I I think the universe and the energy and all that is just so compelling and will teach us a lot if we're willing to listen, right? So, so much. And I think, you know, in addition to that, what I have, I guess, really, this has been a new learning for me is, you know, how I just talked about how, you know, the world has set us up in a way to fail, quite frankly, they've set us up to be in this like mental health crisis that we're in currently today, the worst ever been. And it's because we're set up to follow this path that we're supposed to do. And it's tearing people apart because they're not doing what they want to be doing. They're not doing what they dreamt to do as kids or what they're dreaming of as adults. Like every person you ask them, if money wasn't holding them back, if nothing had held them back, what would they do? And everyone's got something, right? But they're not doing that because- they think, well, what do people think of me? And what if I fail? And I'm supposed to do this thing instead. And this is what I went to school for. And like all of those things. But at the end of the day, if you're not doing within you, what your gifts, what your God given gifts are here to help people with, if you're not connected to that in some way, you will forever be hiking up this mountain that never ends. Yeah. Because you're looking for something, A, that's outside of you, B, that other people think you should do, and it's not healthy. So we end up with these mental health challenges. Like, I'm not a mental health expert, but I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that when you're doing everything in your life that you don't really want to do, mm-hmm. that's eventually going to break you down. Totally. Like, for me, 
I love Lake Huron and just, I don't know if it's the oxygen and the wind of just being at the beach and the lake and I love it, but that's what I need to do when I, when I'm having a bad day, I jump in my car and I try to go to the lake if I can, cause I live about 45 minutes from the lake and you just have to find that place. Right. And then the business problem, the personal problem, the whatever, I just find it fascinating that the answer just seems to appear. And sometimes it's the easiest thing. And you're like, holy hell, how did I not think of that before? Yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I, I think all of us have that thing, you know, whether it's that for some of us, it's meditating or doing a yoga class or, yeah. you know, just sitting and breathing, you know, on the floor of your bedroom or, you know, driving to yeah. the lake or grabbing yeah. yourself a coffee and just sitting in your quiet car away from the kids, away from whatever, I think that finding that space for yourself, you're right. All, as soon as you move yourself away from what the problem is, yep. <laughs> you get clarity and you're able to go, oh my God, like this is actually not a big deal. Why do I keep beating this over the head when it's actually that simple? And I think too, like one of the things that I really came to terms with was as I was realigning my head and my heart, I remember, you know, people says people are saying, Oh, what are you gonna do now? What are you <laughs> what are you gonna do with yourself? And they're yeah, almost yeah, yeah. they're I'm sure it's out of concern and curiosity, um, but they don't realize the pressure that they're putting on you, this emotional pressure to have it figured out, which is what we do in the world, right? And so I'm trying to change that conversation. And so, you know, my response is I'm percolating, I'm trying to figure it out. But as I've been figuring it out and realigning. The one thing I keep saying to myself is, Christine, find the proof. And oh. instead of finding the proof of the way that the world wants me to be, find the proof of the time that you've been faced with adversity, challenges, you've had to overcome something that you thought in the moment was so hard and you would never get through it. Find those moments of proof. They're proving to yourself that you have done it before you can do it again, right? And so yep. instead, the world goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. But if you don't have a job, like, are you going to go up there and find a job then? Or are you going to go and do those things? It's like, whoa, no. <laughs> I'm going to sit and breathe in this. Yep. I'm going to look for proof of the things that I have done in my past. And every time I have responded out of fear or out of like feeling like I have to do or I must keep busy or I, you know, oh, like that place of fear, nothing good ever comes out of that. Yep. But it's when so I, true. Right. When I, when I start to go, okay, what do I feel like? What do I want to do? You start to attract things in your life that you'd never attract if you weren't quiet enough to find them, you know what I mean? Or have them find you. It's, it's brilliant. I, I, in this moment in time, am not afraid, which <laughs> that's not going to happen for everyone. That's been a long time coming. But when we just look for the proof, We'll be reminded of the times that we have done this before. And every time we get stronger, it, it's less hard. It takes less time to overcome. Like it's all a process yeah. and we can do it. And then if we can't find enough proof in ourselves, find proof in the diamonds in the rough out there that are doing it. It's Go so and true. find and follow the people. Instead of following all these fake plastic people that are just showing you the highlight reel, go and find the people that are, that are sharing with you what it's like to be in the trenches and how they have resurrected themselves from that trench. And yep. they're going to show you time and time again that, that they can do it. So you can do it too. 
I was scrolling Instagram this morning while I was having coffee and you're talking about fear and it was fear. So F-E-A-R has two meanings, either forget everything and run or -hmm. forget everything and rise. Right. Mm -hmm. And there you are. What you've been talking about your whole journey is you're rising, you're rising Mm -hmm. and you could have gone the other way. And I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is meant for me. I got to write this down. (laughs) And, uh, and I love it. And I think it's just really important as entrepreneurs, as business owners that, and don't get me wrong. I hate the P word, the pivot word, but sometimes (laughs) you just have to follow your gut and, and see where that's going to take you. And I think, well, A, I thank you for sharing this journey, but I think it's pretty inspiring, Christine. And uh, oh, and I think yeah. others will be inspired too. You know, I think that there's just not enough people that talk about real life things. Totally. And, you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if you noticed this and maybe you'll go and see it now that I'm going to mention it. But on my Instagram channel, I'm working on a rebrand. And so my logo that's in my image will change shortly but I've changed my name from Buzz to a code to It's Me, Christine D. And I'm an advocate for authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that of all the pieces and the, uh, the parts that I'm pulling together that I'm going to move forward with are to help people in whatever way, shape and form I decide to become more authentic, be a truest version of themselves, because I believe that is the best way to move forward. If we're pretending and we're doing things for others, we're doing this for the wrong reasons, we cannot be successful. You might see success for a period of time, but in the big picture, you will not. Right. How many people do we know that are wealthy and successful on paper and are miserable because they're not fulfilled? Oh, so true. So true. So before I let you go, I have a few rapid fires. Uh, What surprises you the most as a business owner? (laughs) um so things it's funny it surprises me that it doesn't now but that whatever you plan there's more than you could even have imagined that happens as a result of doing that thing you know like Mm -hmm. when I set out to start my business I was like I want to bring people joy I'm going to take them to this awesome place because I felt good going there and I want them to feel that same feeling I had going there and I want to connect people oh and then there's wine and food but like I really want to connect people right that was my goal and when I announced that I was closing the business the number of personal messages I got from people like almost can't talk about it without bringing tears to my face like it is it was so heartwarming about this impact this ripple effect that just me showing up as myself and bringing that joy and wanting to share from that really authentic place. Like this is why I started. I didn't start it because I wanted to become a millionaire. I wanted to make a lot of money. Sure. I want to, I want to do well. I want to be able to pay my bills, but and I, I want to have some fun. But really for me, it was about that connection and, and that ripple effect showed up in spades. Like I, I had hundreds of messages from people and that was again, proof that was proof that I was going a in the right direction. um, But also proof that what my intention for my business was, as much as I didn't see it monetarily happening in the last few years, because of what we've been through, the ripple effect of that intention was huge. And I had no idea. Oh, it's so funny. There are two things that I wrote down this morning. And 
I knew you had hit on both of them. I just knew it. So I thought, I'll write it down just in case. I'm a big Kathy Heller fan and I'm on her email list. And she sent an email early this morning and she said, people make the mistake of focusing on the concrete aspects of building a business or what will add value to their life. Really, what will make all the difference is how you feel and what vibration you cast into the world. And you just said that, right? It doesn't matter what you do, truly, because that could be any vehicle. And in five years from now, you may change it again. You may change it in two years. That's not the point. It's the point. It's that joy. It's that vibration. It's that authenticity that you're bringing into the world. That's what people want, right? And I think we need more of it. And Oh my gosh, yes. You know, I just, if we can just bring those gifts and lean into who we are, lean into why we're here. You know, we, we as humans spend so much time doing all the things that we think we should, talking to the people that we feel obligated to talk to, spending time doing things we don't want to do instead of just being courageous and saying, you know what, that's really not for me. Thank you. I'm going to go over this direction instead. Just honoring who we are, because I think when we honor who we are and we we bring those gifts forward and we can help other people, if that's our intention is to help others, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, only great things can come from that. So true. I wish I could end on that note, but I have two more questions that I really want you to answer. <laughs> okay. okay. I love these this is these are good. This is easy. This is easy. What is your favorite cocktail? Oh, whiskey sour. Awesome. And then this is the last one. What is your superpower? I think I know um, what your superpower is, but I want to hear I, what you say. <laughs> I think my superpower is um, joy and resilience. Oh, yeah. I really think those are it because it seems that even from a small child, you look through photo books of photo albums of me as a kid. I always have a smile on my face. Like I don't know where that came from. I mean, we were not a super happy family. So I, I don't know where that joy came from. Maybe, maybe it initiated at a survival. But I think that that joy is my superpower because it has, totally. it has allowed me to reinvent myself several times now. And every time I reinvent myself and I show people that I reinvent myself and I give them the permission to reinvent themselves too. And it shares that superpower with them. It gives them that feeling that they, if I can do it, they can do it. I'm just like them. I'm just, I'm, I'm an everybody person. I'm a, you know, I, I'm not a millionaire. I'm just a regular gal who happens to be a single mom and, you know, wants to create a great life for herself. And so joy is, joy is it for sure. I could see that. I totally agree with you. So Christine, this has been so fun. I am so glad I reached out to you. And I would have said your superpower, I wouldn't have used the word joy, I would have said energy. But that goes hand in hand, that joyful energy, as I've said before, just comes across. So thank you so much for that. And where can we follow along on the next iteration of the life of Christine D? On Instagram or Facebook, you can find me. The handle is now called It's Me, Christine D. And soon enough, you may also find me on YouTube and there will be a website to come. So little things to come. But so far, Facebook and Instagram, It's Me, Christine D. Awesome. Thank you. And I will tag all that on uh, the show notes for this episode so uh, people can follow along. So thank you. Sounds great. And thank you so much. This has been a wonderful conversation to have. And honestly, thank you for having good, honest, real conversations, because 
this is where we need to go. This is the way of the world, in my opinion. The way of the new world is to open up, show our bellies a little bit more, be vulnerable so we can actually help each other more and do more in the world and, and heal it because it's, it's a pretty messed up place right now. And these conversations will, will definitely get that going. So thank you for doing this. Well, those are kind words. You just gave me goosebumps. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Ah, what an episode. I had such a great time talking to Christine. I love that we took one of Kathy Heller's episodes and used it as a foundation to have a very real and honest chat. Entrepreneurship can be lonely. It can be tough. Sometimes we spin our wheels hoping to make things work. I feel so grateful to have this podcast and to be able to have these conversations with fellow female founders. I'm a firm believer in the fact that we need to stick together and build each other up. We need to be cheerleaders and we need to network and collaborate in order to take our businesses to the next level. Thank you, Christine. I truly appreciate your vulnerability and your openness. Christine recently announced that she will soon launch her own podcast called Say It Out Loud. It will be a story sharing platform to inspire others to lean into their authentic selves and live the life they were meant for. I can't wait to listen. And before we go, I want to send you a huge thank you for listening today. Your presence fills my cup. Thank you. Until next time, my friend, cheers. Today's episode of the Podcast Club is brought to you by, well, my company, Here on Lake Huron. I launched Here on Lake Huron in 2020 as a side hustle and turned it into my full-time gig in April 2022. We strive to create cozy, casual, and sometimes quirky products that are lake-inspired. We have a line of apparel, greeting cards, and our prints, and we've even dabbled in candles and jewelry. Want to see what we're all about? Head over to HuronLakeHuron.com, and if something catches your eye, use promo code CLUB at checkout to receive 15% off your order. That's HuronLakeHuron.com, and use code CLUB at checkout to receive 15% off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Podcast Club. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on today's episode. If you have a podcast episode that you'd like us to review, please send me a DM on Instagram at thepodcastclub.ca. I'd love to chat with you. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the Podcast Club so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, my friend, cheers. Cheers.